0: Tanzina Vega back here with you all on The Takeaway. And a few weeks ago, I had the chance to do my first presidential interview with President Jimmy Carter.
1: Yeah, Tanzina? Yes. I'm glad to be with you this morning.
0: I am so honored to have you talk to us today. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Now, Jimmy Carter needs no real introduction. He was president from 1977 to 1981, and before that, governor of Georgia, a proud peanut farmer, and a constant advocate for human rights. But at his core, and central to everything he's done throughout his life, President Carter is a man of faith. And that's the subject of his new book, Faith, A Journey for All. And the book comes at an interesting moment in this country when I don't think it's a stretch to say that many Americans are suffering a crisis of faith in our system of government, our institutions, our elected leaders. But are these problems really new?
1: Well, a lot of these problems long preceded the election last year. For instance, when I left the White House, we had one person in a 1,000 who were in prison. We now have seven and a half times as many people in prison as we did just that short time ago. We've had a a, a horrible disparity in income. We've had a... uh, a similar problem with uh, discrimination against women in our country. In fact, we we just had to struggle for a long time just to get women the right to vote, and 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 when we finally got the 20th Amendment passed back in 1919 or whatever it was, that just gave white women the right to vote. It didn't give African American women the right to vote. That didn't come until a good bit later. And most of the problems like racial disparity and and animus or animosity sometimes between white and black people and preferential treatment and imprisonment. Those things have long preceded the two thousand sixteen election. But I think a lot of that disparity and, and difficulty and, and high publicity to these differences has been has been exacerbated in the last year or two. That's certainly true.
0: And it's hard, I would imagine, you know, to tell I mean I, I you know, I'm a Latina, I grew up in public housing, like I know people who've been incarcerated. I mean, there are a lot, it's, it's a hard sell for poor people in this country, for black Americans in this country, for brown Americans to feel confident right now in our democracy. I think regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on, if you feel like you cannot engage in society without your life being threatened in many instances.
1: Well, you know, I, I grew up in a house, it didn't have running water or electricity, and I and I also lived in a government housing project when I first got out of the Navy. For a long time, I didn't have any money at all, and so I know I know that feeling. But I think there there, the people even before the 2016 election, were feeling that they were left out. They didn't get a fair shake from government, and it was not only Latinos and African Americans and so forth, but it was also just the average working family didn't feel that they were getting a fair shake and for the first time in our history the last few years uh, our young people have not believed that they're going to have a better chance in life than their parents did Uh, that's that's a new thing for america but it has it preceded the 2016 election even it was on a trend before that so i think now is a time for us to uh, take the advice that my school teacher used to give me and that is we must cling to or welcome changing times but adhere to principles that never change, like integrity and truth and freedom and things that uh, that, assist, that, that give us moral and ethical guidance in life. And And, and collectively, Americans will decide through the choice of uh, leaders that we make, uh, what can we do to correct these problems. That's, that's what America's history has been whenever we've had a horrible prospect in the past We've overcome those problems with our resilience and, and so forth. I think, I think the United States has the ability to do that again.
0: And, and you mentioned moral responsibility. I want to ask you about how and what a president's moral responsibility is to the American people and how faith shapes that responsibility or doesn't shape that responsibility.
1: Well, after I was elected and before I was inaugurated president, I got a briefing from our military leaders and, and I was informed, which I really didn't understand previously, uh, that I had the capability with more than 15,000 nuclear weapons, and President Brezhnev in Russia had this, in Soviet Union had the same thing, uh, to launch a nuclear war which would have ended the life of every living thing on earth. So this is, was you know, the overwhelming responsibility that I shared. And I, I prayed more for guidance and for rationality and for understanding potential enemies and for how to get along with them uh, when I was in the White House than I have any other, any other four years of my life.
0: President Carter, no interview these days would be complete without a visit to our Twitter. Audience, And so we asked them yesterday if they had any questions for you. Uh, we got a ton of responses, <laughs> and I've handpicked a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So the first question is from at the Freedom Suite. He says, I read that Rosalind Carter was instrumental in keeping the Camp David Accord negotiations from falling apart, a facet of the history that doesn't seem to be widely known. Can you detail what role she played and how she managed to do so? Hashtag questions for Carter.
1: Well, Rosen was at Camp David almost all the time, and she was my, and ha- always has been in every case, my main advisor. So when I had a, a serious problem with, with Begin or with President Sadat of Egypt, I would consult with Rosen, and, and, uh, and she was uh, always a stabilizing factor, not only in my life, but also uh, she would you know, work very closely with, say, uh, Prime Minister Begin's wife. Uh, who I'm sure had a lot of influence on her husband, too. So Rosen was a, was a nice, stable person. She was also the one, several weeks before we got to Camp David, who recommended that we go there since it was a quiet and secluded place. So it was Rosen's idea that we even go to Camp David in the first place.
0: At Elsie, the PM asks, What about America and Americans that he could not have foreseen during his term gives President Carter the greatest hope for our nation's future?
1: I think the resilience of Americans and the ability of Americans collectively to be wise in addressing major problems. We've had some major confrontations in America down through history for more than 150 years just based on that one principle, all human beings equal to one another. We went to war in in the war between the states back in the 1860s about whether black people could be slaves or not. We decided no. Whether or not women were equal to men in the right to vote in a democracy, and we finally, after a long period of struggle, changed the constitution to permit women to have the right to vote, we've been able to overcome these, these challenges in the past, and and so we we've, we've been able in the past Americans have, uh, with our innovative spirit and our diversity of population, our basic constitutional principles to to do the right thing. And and I I don't have any doubt that in the future, America will overcome our challenges as we have in the past, and we'll have faith in one another and, and, and faith in our principles that never change.
0: My conversation there with President Jimmy Carter. His new book is called Faith, A Journey for All. And thanks to everyone for being with me for my very first show as host of The Takeaway. So excited to be with you today. If you missed anything on today's show, you can catch it all on our podcasts. Find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. It really helps other people find the show, and they can tell their friends, and their friends can tell friends, and so on. And you might notice something a little different today about our look. Tweet me at Tanzina Vega if you notice the change. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm Tanzina Vega, and this is The Takeaway.